Hi, and welcome back to In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. This month, we're honored to recognize and celebrate National Lyman Appreciation Month. This is a special time for us to express our appreciation and pay tribute to the hard work and dedication of our linemen here at Coweta Faith EMC. The work of our line crews is important 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and they remain on standby to respond during times of crisis. So today we're going to hear all about how they work to respond when disaster strikes. We'll be joined by Coyote Fade EMC Crew Chief Doug Worley and Journeyman Stephen Robinson to talk about what they've experienced during their careers and what a typical storm restoration cycle looks like for them. So let's get into it. Okay, so we are here with Doug and Stephen. Thank y'all so much for coming on with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so let's jump into some introductions. Um, Doug, we'll start with you. Can you tell our members what do you do here and how long have you worked for the co-op? Well, I've been here about 21 years now. I'm a foreman over a seven-man crew. Uh, Day-to-day basis, we normally just set uh, new poles and, and pull in a new wire. Okay, awesome. And Stephen, what about you? Um, I'm a lineman, and I've been here 15 years, and I work on a seven-man reconducting crew, and we change out old wire and pull in new wire for our company. Okay, so y'all both been here a, a good amount of time then? Yes, yes ma'am. Okay, so if I can ask, just so our listeners know, what led y'all to this career? What made y'all want to become linemen? I just got lucky and fell into it. Uh, I was working um, for a, a company that makes a fiber optic cable. I was working uh, night shift, third shift, and um, a buddy of mine uh, left that job, got a job with Pike Electric, and about a month later, he said, man, you need to come work with me. I said, well, shoot yeah. So I got a job with Pike, and they were actually working for Cowboy to Fit, and um, <clears throat> I worked there two years, and and I applied for Coyote Fayette and got on here. Okay. And you, Stephen? I was actually working at uh, Yamaha before here and on the night shift and decided that was not for me. And so I started looking and looking, and I just really just blessed and just came up here and applied and uh, applied for the job and really didn't know what I was applying for, but I did and for the apprenticeship program here and got on and it's been the best thing ever for me. Awesome. Well, I'm certainly glad that y'all chose to work here. We appreciate what y'all do. So let's get into it. We're here to talk about Lyman Appreciation Month, but I want to focus on a pretty strong component of the job, and that is storm restoration. So y'all, I know y'all both been here for many years. Um, you've both been through several storms, both here in our service territory and um, going off to help other cities and even other mm. states. So you, you probably have a lot of storms stories, um, but I want to go through the process of restoration with y'all. So would y'all be able to actually walk us through like what happens from the time that a power outage occurs, you know, from a storm and then to the moment that the members are restored, what all goes into that process of getting the lights back on? Well, basically it's, first off, it starts out kind of the humorous part is the, the chaos because we got to figure out what is actually messed up, and then you got to send people out to see what is really, what's out, what's broke, 
poles-wise, equipment-wise, and then manage the crews if you're going, if you're off on a storm, somebody has to go through there and figure that out so they can know a ballpark about how many crews they might need to help um, and then what they're going to actually have to do. Um, but once you figure that out, then you get your crews coming to your to your office if you have to need crews. But if you're here uh, at your own office, then you just you just have to get out there and get them organized to get them where you need them to be in the area you need them to be at and get started. Start usually you start at your substations. Some places do it differently um, and get your three phase lines on. And then you start working out from there and you tap so your single phase lines down to your services. I mean, it's a long process. It takes a while, but it's not a very complicated process either. It's just starting there, getting your three phase on, then do your single phase and down to your services, that which go to your house, actually connect to the houses, getting those back up. And the weather plays a part in it. Uh, at nighttime, it plays a big part. Um, can't see everything. And um, the material, you got to get everything in, in where the problem is. You know, sometimes you get stuck getting in there. So, you know, it just take, it takes a while when the storm comes in and, you know, the, the power line is not on the edge of the road. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that our members may not see. So what should they be aware of if they see you guys out working during outages? Well, I can assure them that we're trying to get it back on as quick as we can because we're ready to get back home to our families. I would tell them to never touch the wire when it's down. Ever, ever touch the wire. And just, uh, like, if we're on the edge of the road, just give us a, give us some room. Mm-hmm. Okay. The more, the more people come and talk to us, the longer it takes. And it's not that we don't want to talk to people. It's just that uh, we have to stop what we're doing to either watch for them or, you know, stop what we're doing from our job. It takes longer. Absolutely. That's a great point. And I like that you mentioned the safety aspect of it mm-hmm. because then y'all do have a lot of dangers in your role and you always have to remain cautious. So can we talk about the challenges? What What's the most challenging part about working during storms and how does things like the weather impact your job? Uh, the weather impacts it a lot. Uh, the challenging part is, is different from each case of trouble that you go to. Um, Sometimes it could be very easy. Sometimes you could have 25 trees on it and 10 broke poles in a row. So yeah. it's different each time with that. Mm-hmm. Well, cutting your, cutting trees to get into places, it's not just it, going out of town. I mean, it's not just flat, flat lands. It's hills, mountains that you have to contend with that we may not be used to or as used to around here. But, you know, it's just mainly it's access and materials. That's our, I would say, our two main challenges with storm restoration. Access to getting to things and get making sure that all the material is there to be able to do the job. So when you say access, what exactly do you mean? Uh, getting to where the poles broke or the wires tore down at. Uh, like I said, uh, not every line's on the edge of the road. So sometimes we got to cut our way in there to it to fix the problem. Uh, sometimes we got to drive in there. We can drive in there, but it's been raining and we get stuck and you got a winch in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kind of variables. 
And y'all have been out of town a lot for different storms in different states. So have you ever run into any issues where you had to deal with water and snow and things like that? Oh, every oh, every yeah. time. We've been on snowstorms, ice storms, hurricanes. We've seen a lot of water and a lot of ice. <laughs> snow snow so deep you can't drive anything. you got to walk everything. And you got to check everything because, especially with the ice storm, something may be down. And you can't just make a line, you know, turn it on without it, without checking it. So you have to check everything. And like I said, you may not be able to get to it. You may not be able to drive. You have to walk to everything. And it's 20 degrees outside. It's not easy and it's not fun sometimes, but it is rewarding at the end of the day. But what about the other side of the spectrum where you have to, yeah, where you have to. We went to uh, Hurricane Laura. There was a spot we had to wait till the water went down before we could actually get in there and start building the line back. And then you also have to worry or look for down in that area, like the alligators, snakes, and stuff like that in the in the marshes because they're they get washed in and you have to watch for them. Wow. Okay. So we just talked about Hurricane Laura. Do y'all have any kind of experience that really sticks out with storm restoration? Any memory throughout the years that y'all have been on a job and something that stuck out as maybe you completed a job and you felt rewarded or maybe you ran into something that was uncommon that you can talk about and share? Well, I... Personally, I feel rewarding every time, every storm, because, you know, we, we get there and the devastation that you see, because every storm's got it, and everywhere we go, everybody needs the power back on, and so no matter if it's a small job or a big one, you know, it's, it's always rewarding to get it back on and, and seeing, the you know, how the members are satisfied, you know, how happy they are. Mm-hmm. Sure. And most of the time, they are very happy and very thankful for us. They offer us food, water, and coffee. And Aww. I mean, that's a everyday thing. You know, do y'all need anything? What can we do for you? That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're on the subject of that, how do y'all manage being away from your families during storm restorations? And what's it like when you finally get home after completing a big <laughs> restoration? Well, it's tough leaving, that's for sure. Uh, Definitely miss them, and they definitely miss us. uh, But they understand. Yeah. You know, after so long, they they get it. Um, They're probably sitting at home thinking about what they're going to buy when we get back. (laughs) (laughs) They might be. Yeah. I mean, my wife, she just, she sees it, and she says, well, all right, how long are you going to be gone for? And I'll start getting the bag, getting your clothes, and helping you get packed up. Oh. And so, but yeah, they're very happy to see me, see me when I get home. I'm sure that well, that's got to be tough leaving them. Mm-hmm. Aww. So I also want to ask a little bit about, I know we've been talking about storm restoration and things like that, but I mean, you guys are busy all day long. You know, you've been, you have to be prepared when a storm rolls through, but you also have projects that you're working on during the day. So how do y'all manage that? I mean, especially in our service territory where things are just exploding, you know, there's growth residentially and commercially. How do y'all manage that kind of workload? You just stay at it, and you kind of switch gears a little bit of more of a just a what whatever you know what we're going to try to accomplish for today versus we got this many poles broke or whatever. And we just 
go at it together. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. You have to have good crews together to go to go out on a storm or I mean, we we have them here too, but to, to go on a storm, you need guys that are going to work together, have the same idea in mind as far as we're all there to do the job and, and do it well. And there's a motto we go by. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I like that. Okay. Well, we can't end without asking you about your really kind of your career as a whole. So will y'all just share what's your favorite part of your job and what do you enjoy most about being a lineman? There's nothing the same. I like that. I've been here for 15 years and it's been very rewarding. I've been out of the country twice on doing uh, jobs for our sister co-ops, been on storms, but every day is different, whether it's here at our, our, our service territory doing our jobs. You know, there's there's always something that you're going to learn and that you're able to do. It's very rewarding. Okay. I think it's the brotherhood. No matter how bad the situation is or if it's just a regular day at work, you know, doing our a daily job, uh, the, the six, seven guys on the crew, and we all working together to achieve the same thing and being able to do it efficiently, you know, that's, that's, that's rewarding. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you all so much. That wraps it up. Thank you so much for coming on with us and sharing. As always, please stay safe out there. Well, thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to another episode of In The Loop. If you have any questions about today's episode, reach out to us. And if you want to join us in expressing thanks for Alignment Appreciation Month, tag us on social media. And don't forget to use the hashtag ThinkAlignment. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to In The Loop wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time.